Hello, my Comfy Cozy Witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 43 of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. I am so excited that you are here today. I know it has been about a month since my last episode. Although I had planned to record a second episode in December, the goings-on with the holiday season just got away with me. And I'm not going to lie, I was feeling a little bit of burnout, burnout, and I needed some time to recoup. So although the break is longer than expected, it was very much needed. And so I'm so happy to be back with you today recording from, drumroll, my closet (laughs) because my sacred space, my office where I usually record right now is above my husband's office in the basement. And he is working from home because unfortunately... The horrible coronavirus has found us. (laughs) Um, After three years, we feel really grateful that we were able to dodge it. Um, But unfortunately, my partner, my husband, is home with COVID. So I am recording in the closet because he is working from home and making too much noise. He's always on conference calls below my office and you would hear him in the background the whole time. But I'm already noticing recording in my closet because of all the clothing, there's a nice a nice buffer for the sound. So I'm interested to hear how the sound quality comes out in this episode compared to other ones. And maybe, maybe this is a new thing. Maybe I'll start recording from here. But anyway, enough about that. I wanted to have this first episode of 2023 be about setting your magical intentions for the new year. So that's going to be the main segment. But before I get into that, I want to tell you what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. I just want to give a quick shout out to some of my newest Patreon subscribers of the Mugwort tier. And everyone, if you didn't know, I do have a Patreon where you can get more comfy, cozy, witchy content in the form of guides, witchcraft guides, and printables, and rituals, and spells, and week ahead card pulls, and more. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash comfycozywitch. But I want to give a shout out to a few people. So thank you to Darlene, to Sarah D. Thanks for joining Heather, and to Susan P. And thank you to K, just the letter K, um, to Dela W., and a big thank you to Amanda F. and Nicole F. Thank you to Betty Joe and to Colleen M. And to Stephanie C. And to Amy and to Trisha. And a big thank you to Casey and to Danica. I so appreciate your support. Oh, and to Crystal. Crystal Magic. Thank you so much for your support and for joining Patreon. And again, if you want to join and join in with this group of amazing Comfy Cozy Witches is head to patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. So when I had to think about what's making me feel comfy, cozy and witchy this week, I have to admit it was a little bit difficult because it has been, it's been stressful here. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It has been a stressful start to the year. Um, last week, you know, I shouldn't say that. Last week started out really nice. I decided to take the first week of the new year off. Um, other than creating and sending out Patreon content, I stepped back from my social media. I didn't do any other work. I had some things I needed to work on for my new literary agent. Yay! If you hadn't heard, I, I did get a new agent, which I'm very excited about and can talk about if you if you would like me to on another episode. Um, but I took that week off. I watched television. I did a lot of just journaling, creative journaling, and meditating, and exercising, and doing things that made me just feel good going into the new year. And then, as you know, COVID hit our house at the beginning of this week. And so suddenly, everything was on me, which is fine, because my my husband goes to work during the day, 
And so I'm home taking care of the dogs and the household. But you don't realize how much you rely on someone else in your household until they are incapacitated and can't help due to some of the the smaller things. And then we are being very precautious here. So he's in the basement and he doesn't really come upstairs for anything. So I'm bringing him all of his meals and cleaning up and it's just more more things on my to-do list, which is fine. I'm happy to do it because, you know, he's sick and that's horrible. But I had planned on getting so much done this week that I haven't been able to do. In fact, I'm really happy that I'm recording this podcast. I had planned to get the episode out today, Friday, the 13th of January. Um, I wanted to do it earlier, but, you know, with the with everything that happened, I wasn't able to. So, I'm just rambling at this point. So it did not start out the way that I wanted to, but I'm trying to make the best of it and I'm trying to be positive about the whole experience. So let's go into what's making me feel comfy, cozy, witchy. And this goes back to last month, actually, and something that I I briefly touched upon on the podcast. I said I was doing this, but I haven't told many people about how it went. And that is my Good Witch Week. (laughs) So I, as you know, in, I guess it was October, the end of October, uh, maybe it was mid-October, I can't remember exactly when, I had this idea of creating a week of Good Witch-inspired magic and ritual. And a week of this that I wanted to do leading up to the holiday season, because as we know, it gets very hectic during the holidays. And so I wanted a week of checking in with our magic and checking in with ritual and uh, to help people get in a good mindset before the holiday came. So I created this Good Witch Week. And it was a daily newsletter that went out. Each newsletter was three to four pages. And they contained um, the, a theme. Every day there was a theme. There was a mantra to go or mantras to go along with the theme and affirmations, correspondences to the particular theme. I had recipes and rituals in every single one. I had bonus materials like meditations or... Um, yeah, guided meditations or yoga or, you know, different things as a bonus. Um, and then I had a really special bonus the last day, which I'm not going to talk about in case, you know, we do this again. But I was a little nervous going into it. I didn't know how many people would sign up or be interested because, you know, you hear The Good Witch. And yes, it is inspired by Cassie Nightingale of The Good Witch, one of my favorite television shows that is just so comfy and cozy and yes, witchy to me. And there were so many people out there who craved something like this. And so I had over 200 people sign up, which was amazing. 200 people signed up to participate. And I would say 10 to 15% never watched an episode of The Good Witch because you didn't have to watch The Good Witch to participate. It was just a really nice week of checking in with your magic every day and then being able to interact with other people because there was a there's a private Good Witch week Facebook group that you have access to if you sign up for this. And so going in, I was so nervous. I had many technological difficulties with setting it up with my newsletter provider. So the night before the first newsletter went out, it wasn't sending. And so I was freaking out, like everybody signed up for this and how are they going to get the first email? But it ended up working well. Um, every day people would comment and email me how excited they were about the challenge and how much fun it's been and how it's helping in their practice and helping them, you know, connect to the calm before the the craziness of the holiday season. And why it's making me feel comfy, cozy, witchy now is because this started on December 5th and we are now a month, what, five, almost six weeks from the launch of Good Witch Week. And I still have people emailing or messaging me on a weekly basis, probably every other day, every three days about Good Witch Week and asking for more, if I'm going to do more, and just telling me how much they enjoyed it. And 
you know, creating it, yes, was, it was a lot. It was stressful. It took a lot of energy to put all of that together. But in the end, it was so, I don't know, it was just, it was just fun. And it was warm. And everybody in the group was just so, um, why can't I think of adjectives today? I don't know. Um, But they were just so nurturing. And they were cheering one another on. And everybody was sharing recipes and talking about the show, yes, but sharing rituals and talking about the themes and how the themes apply to their lives. And so last week, so I'm going to be honest, during the official Good Witch Week, that 5th through the 12th, I did not participate like I had intended to. Um, I would do some of the morning rituals here and there, um, but I did not participate because I think I was so drained from the creation of it, from creating all of it. I just needed a step back. I was interacting, of course, in the Facebook group and and we had a, a viewing, a movie viewing party, which was so much fun <laughs> that Sunday through Zoom. But other than that, I really did not participate in the challenges, the daily challenges. And so what happened was last week, my first week of the year that I took, you know, off from doing work things, I did my own Good Witch Challenge on my own. <laughs> um, and it was just, it it was so calming and it was so cozy and it was comforting to me and it helped me connect to my practice, even though I have been doing a really good job of sticking to my morning and my nightly rituals. Um, but this was just that little extra bit of magic. And I think I needed that before this week. I feel like I was supposed to complete that this past week for to get to prepare myself for this week because it really has been hectic this week in our household um, and stressful, as I said before. And you know, too, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, last week, although it was a nice chill week for me, it also was an emotional week because I had shared through my Instagram stories a little bit about some chronic illness struggles that I go through that I've been dealing with now for 25 years in my Chiari malformation, which is um, basically my brain is back too far (laughs) in my head. So I had brain surgery 25 years ago, but I still am symptomatic of my Chiari malformation. And it also prevents me from doing some things that I really love because I no longer have um, some bone in my skull. And in in my neck, in the back of my head. So, you know, I was really excited to start figure skating again, but realized that's just something that I can't take any risks and I can't do anymore. So I really was feeling kind of bummed last week. And I will say, going back and revisiting my Good Witch (laughs) week and my Good Witch challenges got me out of that funk for a little while. And I will say so many of you reaching out to me and sharing your stories, that helped me immensely because I was really in a, I had two really sad days. Like that's what I call, I was telling my friend, um, Devin, I was telling, um, some other friends about just, I had some sad days. I needed some sad days and I had to allow myself to have those sad days last week. But among those sad days, I also had my good witch week to look forward to. And it's funny because I know a couple people who did good witch week, um, last week as well. They didn't do the official, you know, the formal week back in December. So all that to say, many people have been asking me about Good Witch Week if I'm doing it again, and I do plan to do it. I I would love to offer it seasonally. I think it is a great kickoff to the seasons. That one was a great kickoff to winter. So I'm hoping to put one together over the next month and a half or so as we kick off to spring. So you can look for it. The format's going to change a little bit. So if you did the first Good Witch Week, it, it's, gonna, it's going to change. Um, well, the format will be the same, but the delivery system will be a little bit different. You'll be getting all seven days at once instead of getting an email every single morning because that just um, wasn't doable for me anymore. But look for more updates in the future. Also, many of you have reached out to me asking 
if you can get the past, the previous Good Witch Week to do on your own, on your own time. And yes, I'm going to offer that. So I'm going to compile them all into one long 30-page PDF that you can go through at your own pace and do your own Good Witch Week, kind of like I did myself last week. Um, so yes, that, that'll be coming. Sorry, I don't mean to, I don't want to ramble on and talk about the Good Witch Week businessy side of it. I just wanted to talk about the cozy side of it that's making me feel good. But I will give more details, you know, at a later time. So my Good Witch Week, that is making me feel comfy, cozy, witchy. I have been getting back into my morning ritual. When I went away on my writing retreat in December, I had committed to myself that I was going to start doing my morning ritual, at least a small piece of it, because I I hadn't been finding the time to do it and I wasn't prioritizing that in the mornings and I could feel it. I could feel it in my in my daily life that I was not connecting to my practice as much as I I needed to be to feel fulfilled. And so I committed to every morning doing my morning ritual that I've talked about, you know, on other episodes. And I'm now doing that again. And it really has made a difference. And it's really made a difference this week. Um, as it's been a hectic week, it has made a difference just having the morning to ground myself. And I will tell you this morning, my ritual was seven minutes. I didn't have the time to sit and meditate for 20 minutes. But just taking those seven minutes to sit down, light the candle, do some journaling, pull my card of the day, um, just do a little bit of self energy healing, that made all the difference. And so, you know, getting back into that habit and participating in my Good Witch Week and trying to be positive (laughs) um, right now, that is what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So I am thrilled to again be partnering with Blessed Be Magic as one of the sponsors of this podcast episode. And as you know, I love Blessed Be Magic. They create elegant, minimalistic jewelry for powerful, witchy people everywhere. I have now, I think, six or seven of their pieces because I can't get enough. And I know you've seen my Hecate's wheel that I have, that necklace. I have a wand necklace with a little witchy saying. And most recently, they sent me my birthstone. So Ruby, as you know, I was born in July. So my birthstone stone with a little pentacle charm that is attached to it in sterling silver. It is absolutely beautiful. But right now, if you use code COZYWITCH15, you get 15% off all full price talisman jewelry at Blessed Be Magic with a K. Dot com. That's blessedbemagic.com. Magic again with a K. Go ahead and check them out. And I'm so grateful for their sponsoring this episode. All right, and on to the main segment. So today I wanted to talk about setting your witchy and magical intentions for the new year because we are now in 2023. We're tapping into the energy of a new year. Not look when we're looking at, you know, the witch's new year, I guess it's not the new year, but this is, you know, January 1st was a week and a half ago, and this is when a lot of people want to kick off new behaviors or kick off that year. And I just wanted to talk about setting our magical goals and our witchy intentions for the new year in this episode. Because what I found is, personally, in the past, I have made these grandiose, big intentions that really aren't always attainable. And I find myself being disappointed when the next year comes around and I haven't reached goals. So I feel like over the years, I have learned a lot about myself and a lot about setting intentions. And I will say just really quick, because a number of you have been asking about this, um, Many of you have asked, oh, is Rowan going to come back on the podcast? And are you going to do a recap of your intentions from last year? Yes, we plan on doing that. That is in the works. Both Rowan and I, we've been in contact a lot over the last month and do plan to record another episode together um, about our intentions for this year and then reflecting on last year. However, 
My schedule has been busy. I know Rowan, his schedule is just packed right now. And he has been taking a little bit of a break from his podcast. So we are finding it. We want to find a good time that we can dedicate to sit down, do our Zoom call so we can have that episode together. But yes, we plan on doing that. We hope that that will be coming soon. So I just wanted to let you all know because I had a few of you reaching out to me asking about that. But yeah, I want to talk about how we can set goals and some manageable goal goals and intention goals Ooh, goals <laughs> uh, manageable goals and intentions that you can set for this coming year this year and i will say you know the year 2023 that's a powerful number that's a powerful year that is a year of a 7 so when you're looking at our numerology and the number of the year. When you add together 2023, two plus zero plus two plus three, we get seven, which is my favorite number, seven and 47, if you didn't know. And years that are seven, so seven years focus on spiritual and personal growth and evolution. And years that are seven tap into that universal energy. So this is a really great year for all of us to focus on our spiritual journeys and on what and on our personal growth and our evolution in this current life. So I just thought that I would share that with you. And then I know many people too like to find out what their number of the year is and they can take that number and they can correspond it to a tarot card, for example. So, and I'll give you that formula really quick. So basically you take the number of your month. So for me, I'm July, so that's a seven. And then the number of your your birth date. So I'm July 21st is mine. So two, one. And then the current year, 2023, which we know is seven. So I would add together seven plus two, which is nine, plus one, which is 10, plus the seven for the year 2023. And together we get 17. And if we're looking at the tarot, the 17th card, we're looking in the major arcana for me corresponds to the star. So my, you know, my energy when we're looking at this for the year is star. And I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. I'm okay with the star. And then of course you could take that a step farther if you wanted and, and add the one and the seven together, which would be eight. So there, you know, there's different ways to approach it, but just I wanted to give you that formula if you wanted to figure out what your number of the year might be. So collectively, we are in 2023. It's a seven year. Good year. Let's make it good. (laughs) And let's make it magical. So I want to talk about just some some key ideas when we are thinking about setting our intentions. And I know it's it's now the 13th of the month. Maybe you've already set your intentions, but this is still good information to think about. So first off, I think it's important that we not put pressure on ourselves if we don't reach goals. I think that's something we need to keep in the back of our mind. If we are not reaching these goals that we set or these intentions, these magical intentions we set, it's important we don't beat ourselves up over it um, because I know a word of mine of the year is self-compassion and giving myself more leeway and showing myself more compassion like I would want to show others. And part of that is not beating myself up if I don't hit certain goals um, because that's not productive. It's not productive. Another key like idea is to make sure you're setting realistic goals for yourself. So we want to set goals that are realistic, that are attainable. And I'll go into these in a little bit more detail in a little bit here. And so again, setting goals that are realistic. You know, we think of a lot of people going into the new year and everybody wants to lose weight. Or we hear everybody talks about losing weight, losing weight rather than getting healthy maybe. And so they set these, I'm going to lose 40 pounds this year. You know, these are too big of goals. These are goals that maybe are not realistic because you want to approach your magical new year or setting these big intentions, approach them in baby steps, small, attainable baby steps, attainable goals. So another big takeaway is not to forget 
the magic and the mundane. I think so many people want to create these big magical intentions and they want to manifest because that's a word I hear a lot, especially going into the new year, um, manifest these huge, huge things. Manifest, let's say, $500,000 and a new home and a new car and a new life and a lake house. Like, although those are awesome goals to have. Yes, I want those goals. I have those goals too. That would be great. Um, we can't, we can't forget that, that some of the goals might be a little bit lofty and that we have to put in the work to make those happen. We just can't say, I want to manifest this and let the universe do it. Like we have to work toward those things. So we can't forget that there's a lot of work in the mundane that we have to do to reach some, some pretty big goals. So again, try not to put pressure on yourself if you don't reach goals don't set unrealistic goals, you know, make sure things can be attainable. So rather than saying you want that 500 grand in a lake house in this, maybe a a goal would be to bring more abundance into your life through doing XYZ, like smaller, smaller goals, (laughs) showing up, showing up to work, or maybe you want to go for a second job, or you want to try, you know, hustling and opening, you know, an online store or a business, like those are smaller goals that are more attainable rather than, you know, the big picture goals right off the bat. And then as I said, don't forget the magic in the mundane. Sometimes we we want these big, big goals, and we look at the end result, but can't forget the little pockets of magic in the everyday that can ground us and keep us connected to our spiritual practice, um, which then can lead to some bigger things happening, I think. All right. So I, I'm i looking at my notes here. Again, ramp, this is what I do. You know how I talk. I ramble a little bit. But I have I have this broken into now two sections. So small attainable things that we can do Um, to enhance our practice in the new year. And then I have some items, if you're looking to up your practice and up your witchy game, some items that you can do, some things that you can do and goals you can set for yourself. So in a moment, I'm going to get into those. I am so excited to be partnering with Viraditas Botanica for this episode as a sponsor, and they are a botanica that specializes in handmade herbal and ritual items. They have balms and ritual sprays and kits that go with your chakras, and they make their own honey that comes from their own apiary, and they have so many sacred ritual items that are crafted with intention and handmade, and I know they love sharing the the magic of plants through healing and celebration of nature. And they have this lymph care line that I think is perfect for midwinter. I know many people in my household are getting sick. And as I'm recording this, my husband has COVID. (laughs) And so I definitely want to try out the lymph care line, along with so many other things like their muscle balm. But right now, I wanted to let you know that if you shop at Viraditas Botanica, and that's viraditasbotanica.com, which you will see in the show notes, if you use code COZY10, that's COZY10, you get 10% off your entire purchase. So go ahead and check them out. I just adore their products. Okay, so let's start with some small attainable goals that we can set to connect to our practice. And these, again, follow those those big three that I talked about. Not forgetting the magic and the mundane, setting realistic goals, and not putting too much pressure on yourself. So first off, a small attainable goal is to have a reset, a revamp in your morning ritual or to start a morning ritual that has you connecting to your practice in some way, shape, or form. And I have a whole episode about rituals. I think it was episode number two or three about setting setting rituals. So you can go back and revisit that if you would like to get more ideas about this. But, you know, starting a morning ritual sets the tone for your day. And one thing that I noticed many people asking me about or coming back to me about over and over again is the inability to connect to their practice. They feel like they haven't been able to connect for weeks or months. And when I ask them, oh, so 
what are small things you do during the day to try to connect? They're like, oh, well, I just don't have time. Or, oh, I just don't. I just don't do it. But if if you can make that time, and it can be five minutes, it can be five minutes, three to five minutes, as your magical reset every morning, your magical ritual to start your morning, whether that be stirring intention into your coffee while listening to a witchy podcast or lighting a candle and journaling about a single card pull, you know, it can be something that small. Or even you, every morning you decide, I'm going to get up, start my morning, not on my phone, but by closing my eyes for five minutes and doing a guided meditation through Insight Timer, or saying a prayer to my my deity, my deities or deity, main deity that I work with. Whatever it is, make that a part of your morning ritual and set a morning ritual. It's also the beginning of the new year. So maybe you need to reset. If you feel a little stagnant, this is a good time to reset your morning ritual. Kind of like what I did back in December. I had to have a whole big reset, which reset Da, 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 is my word of 2023. Last year was boundaries. This year is reset because I need a reset in all, all sorts of aspects of my life, which eh, I'll talk about maybe at another time. Maybe with the Rowan, that, that would be a good episode to talk about that. And so resetting your morning ritual or beginning a morning ritual, I think that though that's a small attainable goal that connects you to your practice and brings magic into your everyday. So that's the first thing. Another thing you could do, and this this takes some mindset training, (laughs) is instead of reaching for your phone, reach for a book. And that could be morning, noon, evening. Instead of reaching for a book, reach for a book about witchcraft or a book about magic or a book that helps you in your spiritual journey, a self-help book, or maybe it is a fiction book. Maybe it's a witchy fiction book. But instead of reaching for that phone, because that is a trap that so many of us have fallen into, we wake up in the morning and what's the first thing we do? We check the time and pull out our phone, scroll, a lot of us scroll social media. Instead of doing that, reach for a book or, you know, that's also a good time to open the Insight Timer app and do your meditation. But even in the middle of the day, mindlessly at lunch, you know, how many of you at lunchtime, you're on lunch break at work and you mindlessly are scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Instead of doing that, put down your phone, put down the apps and reach for a book about witchcraft. Because if an intention of yours is to really settle into your practice and really, you know, hone in on that magic, then let's read books about your practice. Let's read books about witchcraft over that lunch break or before bed, rather than scrolling on your phone for an hour, (laughs) because I know it can be an hour. I'm guilty of it too. Find, find a book. Do you have a Kindle book? You could be on your phone, maybe on the Kindle app, and you're reading one of the new witchcraft new releases or one of your old favorites that you want to revisit that help connect you to your practice. So that's a nice, small, attainable goal. Nothing big or grandiose, like I said. These are small and attainable. Another really great attainable goal to help with our witchcraft practice this year is make it a goal to make a couple friends online two, three new friends. I will tell you what, in the Comfy Cozy Witch Facebook group, strong friendships and relationships have been formed. Um, And not only through like, you know, we do the pen pals, but people just through the comment sections have become good friends. I know I have followers through Instagram that met through one of my lives when I was doing the tea time lives, which I really would love to do more of. um, And I'm trying to, but they met during the tea time lives. And now they're the best of friends. Carrie, I'm talking to you, Carrie, because I know you listen to the podcast. Um, Carrie has found like her best witchy friend through the Comfy Cozy Witch Instagram. So through an online platform. So maybe you make it a goal to meet a couple of friends. If you're not in the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group, it's a private group. So those of you who are not in the open yet about your practice, you know, you can join 
make sure you answer the questions thoroughly first off mention the podcast mention comfy cozy witch in some way and make sure that you hit yes you accept the rules to get in just a little tip um but go on there and you can form some really great friendships. So that's another small attainable goal, making connections in in the witchcraft community online. There are so many ways for you to do this. Another small attainable goal is find a way to connect with the seasons. Um, again, many people beat themselves up if they miss a Sabbath or aren't doing some formal Sabbath dinner or ritual or, you know, in bulk is coming up and they forget about it or they get busy or their family's sick and they feel guilty about not connecting with in bulk and not doing a ritual and not making a meal. First off, one of my big threes, stop putting pressure on yourself. That is big this year for me. And you're going to see a lot of posts about that. I think you're already seeing that. But A, don't put pressure on yourself. And B, then connect with the season. It's okay if you don't connect with the Sabbaths because in bulk for many people, you know, happens, well, it's in February, beginning of February, where there's still snow on the ground. And, you know, you, you're you thinking about the flowers, yes, unfurling underneath the ground, but for some people, it's hard for them to grasp. So that's okay. Let's focus then on connecting with the seasons. That is a small attainable goal that keeps us connected to nature, keeps us connected to our path, our magic. Connect with the seasons and the changes in the seasons, wherever you are, wherever you may be, because I see spring here in Pennsylvania at a very different time than people see spring down south or even in the Midwest. So let's think about that as well. Maybe connecting with the seasons. That's a small attainable goal. Um, the next one I wrote, I'm looking at my notes, take a and that it's not selfie. I have no idea. I cut it off and I didn't finish, but I think it's because I wrote it down, down a little bit later. Okay. Another small attainable goal is to start writing, start journaling about your practice, um, or start, start your grimoire if you don't have one, or your work in your book of shadows. And that could be part of that morning ritual I talk about, taking two minutes to write. Something that I am introducing to the Patreon, surprise Patreon subscribers, <laughs> you don't know this yet. Um, I want to start doing monthly prompts. So daily journal prompts, witchy journal prompts that you can use to enhance your practice. And that is a really great way for you to start journaling and be more introspective and be reflective about your craft and your journey and your spirituality. So something to think about is to journal, journal a little bit more, spend some time in your grimoire and don't get caught up on the aesthetics of it. It doesn't have to look pretty. Yeah, I have my more elaborate journals where I do my creative journaling and like junk journaling. But my book of shadows is a whole bunch of sloppy handwriting, me crossing things out, things that have worked, things that haven't worked, um, misspelled words, like I say typos, but like write writos um, that I cross out and rewrite. That's okay. So many people don't start writing in their book of shadows because they're afraid they're going to mess it up. Please don't be one of those people. <laughs> um, so again, small attainable goal that connects us to our practice is to start reflecting on our spirituality. Start reflecting when you do a guided meditation or you have an interaction with um, spirit or deity or your guides, write it down. Take a couple moments just to jot it down and you might have, you might even write it in your phone. That's fine. If you already have a, a magical journal a small attainable goal might be to organize your information or reorganize the information. I've been doing that over the last year and a half or so. I've been taking things from my for my journals and putting them into more of like a spell book or a ritual book. Okay, so another small attainable thing is to spend more time in nature. Get outside. 
I don't care if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's sleeting, but I mean, you know, you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to slip on ice, obviously, but get outside safely, safely spend some time outside and get to know your local lands, get to know your local flora and fauna, what grows, what is native to your area, because something that I have been really trying to do um, more the last year or so in my craft is when a ritual, a spell calls for a specific ingredient that maybe I don't have access to around me, I will find an equivalent that does grow near me. So I, I'm trying to use more flowers and herbs that I grow myself or that are native to my local lands in my area. So try to get to know your area and spend time out in nature. These are all very small attainable goals that can connect us to our magical practice and they are doable and they hit the big three. You're not putting too much pressure on yourself. You're setting realistic goals because these are small attainable goals, which adding up over time leads to bigger goals. And you're not forgetting the magic in the small things, which you know, I'm all about that. (laughs) I'm all about that. Um, And one thing too, I want to add, especially for newer, newer practitioners who are just stepping into, you know, this space and learning about themselves in this world. Don't pressure yourself to learn everything at once. Don't go out and buy tons and tons and tons of books. Find an area, find a piece of witchcraft that really intrigues you and start there and learn about that and journal about that and really practice depth, not breadth. And that's something that I've come back to. I've said over and over again, and I mentioned in my book, it's depth. Go deep with particular topics rather than surface level on a whole bunch of topics, if that makes sense. So don't try to do too much at once. All right. So now let's talk about really upping your witchy game in the new year. So these are, these are attainable goals, but they're a little bit bigger. As I'm recording in here today, it's kind of funny. Well, first off, you're not hearing Reese because I'm in, like, there are three doors closed between Reese and me right now. But I'm noticing because I'm recording in my closet, it's so quiet. I hear every time my stomach growls because I'm a little bit hungry, I'm like, everybody's going to hear it on the podcast. So too bad. You might hear my stomach growling, but that's what it is in this very quiet um space, soundproof. It's like a soundproof little space. So moving on to some intentions that can up your practice a little bit. And I was inspired to to write these down because someone messaged me about the last podcast episode. And they said, I think you should do an episode about people just coming back to their practice or people trying to level up their practice, which I did an episode on leveling up your practice. um, I don't know, a year back maybe. But let's look at intentions for this new year that we can set that again, don't put too much pressure on yourself, that are realistic, that are attainable, and that make you not forget that there's magic in the everyday. So some things to up your witchy game. First off, and I love this one because I'm doing this right now with two, actually. Take some sort of course on a magical or witchcraft topic that is intriguing to you. So there are so many courses out there from reputable practitioners. And this can just, this can be a self-guided course as well. But take Take a course if you have the money, if you have the means to do so. I recommend doing this and learning about either a new aspect of the craft or diving deeper into one area of your practice that you just feel like you need a little more depth or revisiting something. So years ago, I had taken a course online for tarot card reading, because although, you know, I have read cards for years, I had never taken formal coursework, which you absolutely do not have to. Let me just say that first. You don't have to, especially if you read more intuitively, 
But I wanted tools. I wanted a teacher giving me tools to help me better understand the cards and reading cards in general. So recently I revisited that course because it was an online course and it was saved. It's no longer offered, unfortunately. Um, for those of you who I know who are going to ask, oh, what's the course? What's the course? Um, but I went back and I revisited it and it was a nice little refresher. I am currently enrolled in a year long course um, and I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast because this is something that I'm keeping it closer to me um, because I know that I am public and I have a, a pretty large following and a platform, but there are still parts of my practice that I'm I'm not sharing. And right now I'm in the middle. I am in month. Oh my gosh. When did I start? Right before Mabin. So what, September, October, November, December, January. I'm like in month five of this study and I, it's going really well. I'm really enjoying it and it is leveling up my practice and I can't wait to tell you about it at, you know, later down the road because I want to wait and tell you whenever I'm done. <laughs> um, but I am enrolled. So in this course as well, and there's another course that I'm interested in taking, but I feel like that's just putting too much on my plate. So I also have to understand my boundaries and so do you, but I urge you, if you want to like up level up your practice, Look into some coursework. And and going along with looking into coursework, though, I hearken back to episode number 41, which was about discernment. Make sure you do use discernment when you are signing up for classes and courses. Look at the reviews. Talk to others who have been in the course. Um, the course that I'm in right now, I reached out to other people who had taken it to make sure it was something that I wanted to do in a path that I wanted to go down. And so I did the research. I used my discernment and I'm so happy I did because now I just love, I love the course. But look at the courses, ask people about them who have taken it, get references and research the person who is offering the course. Make sure you do that. Okay, those three things. Um, so yeah. Taking a self-guided course, I think that is one great thing. Another goal you can set for this year to up your game is to read beyond new releases. So read beyond all those witchcraft books that are are releasing new releases. Yes, my book, I guess, is a new release, Hearth and Home Witchcraft, which please read. I want you to read it. But I also urge you to read beyond that and read beyond the witchcraft genre. Read beyond that genre. If you want a deep dive into Druidry, for example, like start reading Celtic myths. Start reading myths from, you know, Welsh mythology. Start researching deities from from, you know, the Celtic lands. So go beyond just your witch books on witchcraft and dig a little bit deeper. So again, read beyond new releases, read beyond genre, read history. So much of our practice is has historical context and historical connections that we can't even begin to fathom. So go back to those history books, read about theology, read about religion. Um, so that could be something that you want to do is read beyond what you're currently reading and beyond what you can find in Barnes and Noble. Go to some indie bookstores Um and do do some research and discernment to find books about your practice that, again, more deep dive, more depth than breadth. So those are some good, some good goals to set for yourself that, again, are attainable and don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you don't finish the book or you don't like the book, it's okay to set it down. Um, another thing, and I don't know if this is upping, leveling up your, your witchcraft practice, but it's definitely something that's attainable and fun is to just read more in general, read more fiction, not necessarily nonfiction, because when we read a lot of nonfiction, sometimes we can get tired of that. And it's like, we're learning, learning, learning all the time. But find some fiction. A goal I have is to read more this year. I am embarrassed to say, as an author and a person who has read so much her whole life, last year, I read less 
you know, less books than I have read in probably the last decade or two. I'm not kidding. I did not read because I was doing so many things. My hands were in this pot and this pot and this pot and this pot. And so I'm slowing down. I'm resetting some things this year so I can focus and have more time to do things that bring me joy and pleasure, which is reading. Right now I'm reading for the third time, <laughs> Fable by Adrian Young. Just, just an FYI, throwing that out there. Um, because it's comforting to me and I listen to I listen to it also in my audiobook. Um, so when I'm waiting to pick up my son, I can do that. But read, just read more. Okay, another intention for the new year. So we talked about small attainable goals, you know, making some friends online in the witchcraft community. How about you try to make a plan to meet friends in real life? Check out any pagan meetups or spiritual community meetups in your area and, and go to them. You might get there and be like, this is not my cup of tea. This is not my thing. And you leave. That is fine. But let's try to step outside our box this year and make make some friends in real life. Or maybe you're in the Comfy Cozy Witches group and another person lives the next town over. Maybe reach out to them and say, hey, do you want to try to get together? I know last year um, when I had my book signing, I had talked to people who showed up who were local to my area about doing a pagan potluck, uh, maybe around the Sabbaths or every season. And so that's something that this spring I want to get started is to meet up in real life because the world is opening up again and and people are getting out there again. And so why not? Why not make that an intention, a magical witchcraft intention for you? And going along with that um, is stepping outside of your comfort zone. Maybe make meeting new people makes you a little bit anxious, but if it's something that you feel you could do and that could bring something to your spiritual practice, you know, getting the perspective of others and friendship of others in your area, then maybe give it a shot. Step out of your comfort zone when it comes to divination. A lot of people stick to their tried and true tarot or oracle cards or their pendulum. But maybe this year you want to learn about the runes or the oem, or maybe you want to attempt scrying. That's that's an attainable goal, something that you can work on throughout the entire year is learning a new divination system. Not all of them, again, not too much, not learning. I want to learn all, you know, all 12 divination systems. No, just pick and choose. Maybe one, two at the most. Step out of your comfort zone and learn a new one. And another attainable goal, which isn't necessarily small, because if you listen to my episode on spirit guides, you know this, but a larger goal is to connect with your guides more. Get to know them. Maybe find find their name. And that does require some more planning. That requires more intentional time that you sit down, that you meditate, you do guided meditations, whatever. But trying to connect with your guides and asking them to show you that they're present or ask them to give you signs and, and show you what signs they're going to show you um, to tell you that they're there. <laughs> show, tell, show, tell. Oh my gosh. Um, so all of these things are great attainable goals that fit the big three, not putting pressure on yourself, setting realistic goals, and not forgetting the magic and the mundane. Can you have larger goals? Absolutely. Absolutely. But just remember when we, any any large goal or intention that we set, we have to do the work with it as well. And, and that's where my hang up with the word manifest comes. To me, manifesting is putting yes and intention out there, but then relying on an outside source to help it come to fruition. And yeah, outside sources, our guides, our team, our magic can help us get to that end result. But we can't just rely on that. We have to rely on ourselves first and put in the work. And I think that's a good reminder that we need because I see a lot of spiritual leaders out there talking about manifest, manifest, manifest. You say these words, you set these intentions, and you send it out into the world and it will come to fruition. It doesn't work that way. Not all the time. If you're very lucky, it does. But it takes hard work too. And it takes patience. And that again comes back to self-compassion, not putting pressure on yourself. 
um, when it comes to those big lofty goals. But also knowing that you have to put in the work. When you have some major, pretty big intentions, you need to put in the work too. But this, these things that I just gave you are, are stepping stones to help you get there, especially when it comes to your magical practice. So I hope this was helpful. I know it's a little bit rambly, but that's what I do. I hope it was helpful. And I'm really excited about 2023. It started off good and not so good. It's kind of a a little mixture for me right now, but I really want to make it a good year. And I really want to focus on my reset word and my self-compassion this year. Um, And I'd love to hear some goals that you've set for yourself. And truly, I would love to hear if you are going to incorporate any of those, these things that I listed today into your practice, because again, they're attainable goals that help you connect to your magic and level up your craft a little bit. Let's get into the card pool of this episode. And I am using my ritual deck. Um, by Cassie Old, you know, one of my favorite decks. Unfortunately, it's no longer being made, um, but it is one of my favorites. Okay, so here we go. All right, so our card of the week is the Root Chakra card. Okay, this is weird because... I chose this card this past week as my week ahead card for my Patreon. So it's popping up again, which is telling me something as well. And it's also telling the like collectively everyone, this is something we need to focus on. So the root chakra, the key words that go along with this are boundary, grounding, and nourishment. Great words as we move into 2023 for sure. Um, the energy of the earth flows through me. That's the mantra that goes along with it. The energy of the earth flows through me. Again, what a great reminder just staying grounded in this new year, grounded in our intentions for magic. So the message, in which areas of your life are you seeking nourishment and safety? Are there any boundaries that you know you need to set but haven't? Has a swirling energy of anxiety taken over your mind? And, you know, I said this, I remember saying something like this, but I know at the start of a new year, we often have the tendency to set these big intentions and to start it out really fast. Like the new year comes, but we might still be exhausted (laughs) from the holiday season, but we're diving into the new year with big plans and digging into them right away. So I think this is a great reminder just to slow down, take some time before setting those intentions and before springing into the new year with uh, frenetic energy, I guess. And this is reminding us that the energy of our mother earth is calling out for us to tap into her wellspring of grounding energy. So whether you need safety, sustenance, nourishment, healthier boundaries to slow down, any of those things, it's important to focus on your root chakra and focusing there will help. And again, the root, grounding, nourishment, um, home, hearth, family, which, you know, this is what I'm all about. I think that's really lovely. That's great. Um, There is a ritual that goes along with this, and I will just read this quickly because it's something that you might want to do. It's a nice closing too for this episode. So, Draw in the grounding energy of the earth through meditation and gemstones that connect you to your root chakra. Sit cross-legged on the ground, preferably outside if you can, and place a grounding stone of your choice in your hand. Imagine your root chakra, and this is the chakra at the base of your spine, growing and glowing red with each inhalation and exhalation. Imagine a beam of energy from the center of the earth connecting to your root chakra and filling you with all the support you need. Be open to receiving nourishment from the earth, as well as any message that may come through about ways to better take care of yourself, which is so important going into the new year. Journal about these messages and your interpretations of them once you are finished. So coming back to that journaling as well. 
So I hope that that card pull resonated. I feel like it is, again, <laughs> a really great card for this particular episode. And I think it encapsulates the energy of this episode as we're setting our intentions and we're going into the new year. So before I close out, I just want to do a couple more shout outs to some people who left reviews. Again, to support the podcast, please rate, review, share the podcast to others. I'm I'm up to nearly 1 million downloads, almost a million downloads, which just blows my mind. And I thank you all. I thank you all for that. Um, so first off, thank you, Flipper2399. You just stumbled upon the podcast and you're checking Uh, you're catching up and you just think it's like sitting with a friend who radiates positivity and witchy stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Amber Lee ST, you've been binging the podcast. You're on episode 19. Yay. So you're almost halfway through and you're a beginner and learning a lot. So thank you for your kind words. That Witch 23, you're loving the podcast. Um, You only found it a week and a half ago, sadly, but that's okay because now you have found it and you love my rambles. Good, because I feel like this is a rambly episode. (laughs) Um, Brie Ray, listening to the podcast you find is a treat and your connection to the craft has been waning and this has helped. I am so glad. B Purpura. This has become a daily weekly practice for you. I'm so glad that the positivity radiates, you know, and you can hear it in my voice. Um, and I'm glad that you're listening and that you you are enjoying. Um, so glad. I'm I'm glad that you that you're enjoying so far. Oh, you didn't like you didn't like something about I said about businesses. We all start somewhere. Yep, absolutely. New witches having businesses all start somewhere. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, but again, we just have to use discernment. Aviana's mommy. What a beautiful name, by the way. Uh, you want to say thank you and that you have been listening to the podcast and you've been binge listening and it's kind of brought you out of a funk. Thank you so much. BJ Frank. Oh, you're a teacher. Yay. You're a, I'm a, a teacher too. That's so great. And you're able to catch up over winter break. I love that. T. Tam Zach, I hope I'm saying that right. You started listening to this in the summer and um, it's reignited your practice for you. I'm so happy. Thank you. And Asher Jane, you listen to this on your morning commute and it it has you slow down a little bit. I really love that. Um, J. Dog, I love my BFF. <laughs> I love that name too. Um, you and your friend are new witches and you just started listening to the podcast. That's great. And um, that's all I can read. I know that there are more because that was that last one was from December 19th and there are more. But for some reason, I'm not able to see all of them. Um, I did. I do have to say, if you're still listening, um, I did get my first like mean, not mean review, but I did get my first kind of not not nice review. Somebody gave me a one star, which I've had a number of one stars that happens. Because again, it's your opinion, you might resonate with this podcast or you don't, but someone actually left words. And I can't remember exactly what they said. But clearly, they don't like the podcast. (laughs) And I think actually, they couldn't get into the Facebook group and they were mad about that. Now that I think about it, they couldn't get into the Facebook group and it made them upset. So they gave, they said that they binged all of my episodes. That's what it was. They binged, they, they listened to the whole podcast, even though they didn't like it, I guess. And, um, but were upset because they didn't get into the Facebook group. So this again is a good time to remind you that for the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group, be thorough with your answers. Uh, It's me and two other moderators. It's typically my moderators who let people into the group because I'm not able to check in all the time. Um, But if you're not thorough in responses, you won't get in. So we, we take great care of the people in the group. We make sure that their information is protected, that it is a safe, nurturing, inclusive, accepting environment. And if we see any red flag in what you are saying or in um, what we see of your profile, then 
we, we don't let people in because we're, we want it to be a safe community. And we have had too many people in the past join the group only to try to take advantage of group members. And so we are very, very strict with that. And there have been a number of people who have had beautiful responses to the single. We only have one question that you have to answer. Um, we've had beautiful responses, but they say they don't agree to the group rules. If you don't agree to the group rules, you also will not get in. So if you don't get in, try again. It's not that it's not a personal attack. Um, it's just that we we are very protective of the group and everybody in the group knows that and they're so appreciative of it. Um, so be thorough in your answer. You know, why do you want to be in the group or what do you want to get out of it? Mention the podcast. Don't just say, because the Comfy Goes Witch podcast. Mention the podcast. What do you want? Do you want to connect with other people? Do you want more tips about Comfy Cozy Witchcraft and nourishment in your home and, and hearth and family? What is it that you want to get out of the group? And be specific as possible. Um, and then answer that question that, yes, you do accept the group roles. Um, again, you know, <laughs> that we just have to be be cautious and protect those in the group. So thank you. And thank you to everybody who is in the group. So I just had to share that really quick that I did get a bad, a bad review, but it's going, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Anyway, everybody, I hope that you got something out of this episode. If you want to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You know, my Patreon, patreon.com slash Comfy Cozy Witch. Uh, there's the, the Comfy Cozy Witch's Facebook group as well that I just went on about for a couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, I think that is it for now. And until next episode, everybody, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.